Hey, what's up? I'm Zach. Monster Factory is a six-episode docuseries on Apple TV+, and it centers around an eclectic group of aspiring pro wrestlers and the issues that they encounter both inside and outside of the ring as they learn their craft and they aim to turn that into a career. I think the series looks really, really cool. Even if you're not a pro wrestling fan, I'm willing to bet that some issues that the people are encountering in this series are ones that you or someone you know have either gone through or are dealing with right this second. Things like social anxiety or wanting to quit to avoid facing your fears or hating your job and wanting a change. It's showcasing the highs and lows that people go through when they pursue a passion. And for those who don't know, indie pro wrestling is far less glamorous than what you see on television or streaming. Is saying television outdated now? Probably. I got to speak with Danny Cage, the former pro wrestler turned coach who became owner and operator of the Monster Factory. We talked about a handful of things, his approach to coaching, how that's evolved, how things have changed since he trained at the Monster Factory in the early 90s. Check it out. Monster Factory, Apple TV Plus. It's streaming now. So the end of 2010, 2011 is when you acquired or you purchased it. So how long was that in the making? I was uh, training at the Monster Factory back in 98. My first tryout was in 94. And then you'll see in the series why I didn't start right away. And then I started in 98, wrestled till about 2004. And I was away from wrestling for a while. I was injured. It's kind of like, um, like put it this way. If you, you broke up with your girlfriend or got a divorce, you want, her, you want it out of your mind. I stayed away from wrestling. I didn't even really watch it. And I bumped into Larry through serendipity, got to talk, and the torch was passed. And it's a lot longer story than that. What were some of the changes that you made initially? When somebody takes over or they acquire something, there are things that they think that they can improve or that they know they can improve. What were some of those things that you initiated? I almost changed everything other than the price because like, I always wanted to keep it like Larry's price and his policy about lifetime memberships. If you join, you can train here forever, just as long as you're in good standing and, you know, you're not a piece of crap. When I bought it, all I got was the name. We had no school. We had no social media. There was nothing. It was just the name. So from 2010 till now, I built up the brand and got us a new ring, got us a couple rings. Then I started teaching production, wanting everybody to learn everything involved with pro wrestling, getting on the social media. Uh, talk to him about branding and the things that are really important in pro wrestling. Uh, we did none of that. Like when I trained at the Monster Factory, it was old school, man. You got in, it was like 6.30 to 8, you were in, and then you got out, and that was it. And there was no heating, no air conditioning, and it was just a brick building. And that was it. When you see from the show, a lot of it has changed, of course. If i known everything that went into pro wrestling, I also would have took theater and creative writing and other things. So that's what I'm trying to pass on to this generation and next generation so they see it. Because we're all just theater kids, man. But we're also super crazy athletic. If you could narrow it down to one, what's maybe the most common thing people trip up about when, when they're first starting out? They literally think we rehearse matches. Like, we don't rehearse matches. Like we might talk about it. Like, hey, we're going to do this and, uh, you know, might head over there and you do this and... But we're not rehearsing it. They're not wrestling that match 10 times to get it right before the curtain opens. Yeah. You know, so you don't know who you're wrestling till five minutes before the match happens. And then you, you do the old called in the ring thing where you just put the person in the headlock and start talking. And it won't be, 
I'm going to take you to the corner and do this. But it'll just be like, <laughs> I'll get toss, you know, arm drag, get it again. And then you'll just go, got it. And the person will be like, yep. And then you go. You're, you're coaching these people. Does it have to adapt by the person or the personality? Because some people do respond when you yell in their face or you challenge them that way. Some people, that's not how to bring their best out. Or are you just the same and they have to adapt to you? Yeah, so it is a little bit different. Like back when I started coaching, I started coaching with the old school mentality of these are my rules. This is it. Stick with them, whatever, whatever. Through the decade and plus since then, it's changed. I tell them to check in with me, to tell me what's going on. Everything with me, I tell them communication is key. You'll hear me say two things over and over again if you ever train with me. Communication is key and repetition breeds habit. And repetition breeds habit can, be, can go both ways. The more you do something good, the more you'll pick it up and it'll become second nature. Same thing goes for bad habits. So our big thing is communication. I do say this, though. We are an open book at the school, meaning we will discuss everything and anything. Like these kids all know my financial woes. They know what's going on with my wife, my kids, me, things with my mental health issues. This way I can show them, here's me, 49 years old, being open-minded and telling you all about my issues. Like stop finding them in, stop holding it in if it's not talking to me talk to one of your teammates talk to one of your peers talk to one of your parents do something because that's the biggest thing is a lot of coaches and especially in pro wrestling it's like the old school mentality if i got their money it ain't my business if they show up or not whatever whatever but like i'm a coach i'm a teacher i don't want to lose a student that's what a real coach is like but if I have to lose a student for them to become a better person and I'm the bad guy at the end, that's fine. As long as they become a better person, then they'll realize, you know, a couple of years down the road, man, he was right. You know, he helped me with that. Literally, my phone number is on my car. I give my phone number out all the time. Hey, if you're having issues, just anybody in general, text me, call me, whatever. I don't have the answers. I got time, though. Um, and that's sometimes all you need because you could just be like, oh. Someone cares. Oh, my God, my day has changed. You know, that's all right. you need. And, you know, to try to be like that tough guy and like, oh, get over it and this and that. And then sometimes I do say that, though, like on certain things where we've right. crossed the path. I know you can do it. You sat in here before. You'll see with, with the TV show, one of the students, they tried to quit when they were like 17 and I wouldn't let them. And now they're facing this other crossroads and they're trying to like second guess themselves again was that goldie look at him you wouldn't think that he has this anxiety or social anxiety no. you think that he is super he, confident and the fact i just think it's so humanizing to know that there are people that are fighting through this and they're putting themselves out there and they're confronting this fear rather than let it run their lives and it's not easy i mean this wants to quit and you won't let him and yeah. god that, that is so but that's so awesome that he has somebody there that can yank him back and not just let him walk well, off. That, that's somebody that does care. Well, it was also like a group effort. A lot of times it was his parents communicating with me. Because I tell all the parents and everybody that ever comes in, we have an open door policy. Come in, watch your kids train. We have a juniors program. I tell them, watch your kids train. Sitting here every day and every night we're in here. And his parents just told us like when they signed him up, they were like, don't let him quit. He's going to try to quit. Don't you let him. And I didn't like he tried to find every way possible. He would hide behind the curtain until we started, you know, and then he'd be like, 
I saw on the website, there's like a six month membership. Could I just do that? Cause and give my money parents their money back. I want to get out of here. And I was like, no, I'm not letting you. And they're not getting a refund. And you know, now he's the leader, but yeah. he still goes through the stuff, but it's that path. Yeah. If he didn't have somebody believing in him, he didn't take the chance. It's not just me believing in him. It was his parents and it was people around him at the school. And that's why right. I run the relationship. That's why people are like, oh, you're, you're toxic. And everyone now who really knows me is like, no, he's not toxic. He's actually being that way. So toxic people don't get around the students. And that's what people don't realize. But again, like I said, I'll be the bad guy every time for these kids. It's just what I'll do. There's a few things that I think will resonate with all the confronting fear and the anxiety portion. The other one, and the name's escaping me, but the person that was at a job that they hated. So yeah. what they did was they pursued something that was their passion. And I'm dealing with a lot of my friends calling me talking about this. They feel as though they're stuck. They don't know where to go. And they feel as though life is almost passed them by. And then I look at that and I'm like, no, you can change it. You just have to go for it and go balls to the wall and really give yourself yep. to it. And that was really a powerful message. That was Bobby Buffet. And I tell it to the students all the time. When I was wrestling, I didn't go balls to the wall and all in because I had a six figure job, union job with awesome benefits, working for the phone company. And for me to not, work on the weekends it would cost me like fifteen hundred dollars to go make 20 bucks so i wasn't serious about it but i tell the kids unless you have that you have to just do this just grind it out for a year or two and then it'll be three and then it'll be four and it's never going to be working because you're going down a path you're on a journey you don't want to set up camp and stay there you're on a journey right. you got to be mobile you have to have something that's going to keep you going and moving and figure that out for yourself and especially with today's world with the way you can make money with the internet between even only fans and just selling your merchandise and, and monetizing sure. product. There's so many different ways to make money where you don't have to rely on working for somebody else. You are the brand. And yep. if you brand yourself properly and you, you do it right, you said it, there's a lot of different ways you can hit it, but you got to put the work in and you got to show up and you got to do it. What was great about when I first started coaching is our warmups were, we had no warmups. We got in the ring. We just did a bunch of tackles. And like just murdered your body, either in the steaming heat or freezing cold. So I did, I was like, all right, let's make our warm-ups be like amateur wrestling. You know, you used to go for a, a jog and then we would stretch out a little bit and then we would do some blow up drills and stuff like that. Then we'd do some instructional stuff. Then we'd do some body weight stuff. Then we'd break into groups. And, and that's the way we started doing it. But then I'd have amateur wrestlers also join. And they'd be like, hey, we do this other drill that's pretty cool. And then we would add this all to our stuff. And our warm-ups are 45 minutes. But like for everybody from every fitness level could do it. Now, you're not going to be able to finish it, but you're going to be able to do it. And we were trying to find different ways to build teamwork. And so we'll break into groups of three and competitions. And whoever loses has to set up for the show next weekend and stuff like that. So it's on Apple yeah. TV Plus, six-episode series. How involved with you? Did they come to you and say, hey, look, yeah, we want you to take a look at what we did. What, what do you think? They wouldn't really show me anything. It's not a reality show. It's not fake. It's a docu-series. They just let us be us. There was nothing right. like, I need this. And uh, could we do more of that? You know, the only time we would ever get into anything would be if they missed something because the audio dropped. And we might have to just repeat what we said later. But they weren't trying to decide what happens. And that's what was yeah. great, all raw emotion and people being real. 
they, do you feel like they captured it, presented it like reality? Yes, absolutely. Okay. The only thing I told them is like there was only maybe two slight little changes I would have made, but it was minuscule. It's just something to laugh at. It's almost like a microphone in a scene or a Starbucks yeah. Game of Thrones scene. Other than that, I, they captured everything. And nobody got hung out to dry because that was another thing. I don't care if it really happens. If something terrible happens to somebody, we're not putting it out there. I'm not ruining anybody's life. I'll blow this whole thing up. I told him, I walked into this poor, I'll leave this poor. I don't give a shit. This is refreshing because for so long, everybody lived their gimmick, right? Even when I was at WWE, when I worked there, we couldn't do an interview with The Undertaker because he was dead. And I'm like... Yeah. Come on. Now it's like, and I don't think it's ruined anything. I think it's highlighted how good of a performer you have to be to get a crowd riled up. It's improv, it's acting, it's everything. And it's it's the most amazing thing ever. And the only reason it was closed off is because people are afraid to let people in because you might actually have to pay people more money. My lawyer reads the contracts for the wrestlers and for me and for other people. And he's like, this is amazing. I can't even believe they get away with this. And they're like, you can sign it because everybody does, but I can't even believe they get away with this. Like the whole independent contractor thing. And, you know, people might say, oh my God, I can't believe he's saying that they're not going to want to work with them now. I don't care. I don't want to work with anybody. Meaning I don't want to work for anybody. I don't want a job with AEW. I don't want a job with WWE. I don't. I like what I do because right. I get to my art and get my kids all ready for them. And I just think the reason wrestling's closed off now is because the more doors you open, the more they're like, you should unionize, you should do this. That's why I think like they started their own WWE studios. You can't open this up to regular studios. Now we got Screen Actors Guild and we got all this stuff. And But if they did that, they would make so much more money because now that opens your doors up to actually legitimate art form where people aren't embarrassed to watch it. But you know? WWE is clearly the biggest. It's it's also had it, an older guy, Vince McMahon, had a stranglehold on what went on for so long. And I'm pretty sure he's, I think he's got back into it now. But that, in a sense, what I think you're saying is that it's held the progression of the art form back. It's that creativity of, hey, we're not in the big market. We have to be like minor league baseball and figure out a niche or a little thing that works for us or some kind of gimmick or some kind of giveaway or get more creative. Like we do that sometimes just through creativity. We do shows called Factory Fridays where we pick different themes. Sometimes it's video games. Sometimes it's 80s action hero movies. We just did Marvel versus uh, DC. And the wrestlers dress up as their characters that they want to portray and they be them. And it's just fun to cool. do. I just think that the WWE and AEW, in my opinion, are like Home Depot and Lowe's when I want to go to the mom and pop shop down the corner. That's who I want to deal with. A good way to put it. I think the way wrestlers are trained today is almost backwards because the way I train them is the way you should train them, in my opinion, where you give them that foundation. You don't teach them a million different things. You give them that foundation. And along that foundation is it's you're on training wheels, all right? You're on training wheels with learning the foundation, the lockup, the headlock takeovers, the, you know, the bumps, the basic bumps. Then I take those training wheels off. And now you're doing those things, but they're not as clean. And I'm letting you do them on your own. You have to let them find their footwork. You guide them a little bit, but they'll find their way. You get them step by step. So every motion they do is is 
second nature. So once they get in the ring, it's like opening up the matrix. Every move and hold you're doing in their second nature. So now you can hear the crowd. Now you can communicate. Now you can see where the referee is. Now you can see where the camera is. That's where you get better. And it's just a matter of getting out there and doing it over and over and over again. The problem in wrestling is to get those reps, you have to take the bumps. But then there's ways to do these drills without bumps, which that's what we do and why our students okay. are all successful. You put enough miles on your body, it's going to break down no matter how well you take care of it. So you're teaching them ways to, to learn this. So when they go out and perform, which is what ultimately matters for everybody, right? So that's yep. when they're going to be putting the miles on their body. Yes. And we're going to deal with promos and we're going to deal with it like actors do. We're going to do reading lines. You get lines, you get lines. I wrote them for you. You're going to read them right with the sheet right in front of you. And you're going to go back and forth and we're going to repeat it over and over again until you guys nail it perfectly. Then you're going to put the sheet come down and you'll do it again and it'll nail it perfectly, which they did. It took one night and it was like four different groups. But the next week, some of the students that weren't in were here. And I was like, here's what I want. I want a, pro, uh, a promo program out of you guys then a match. They went over the promo for three minutes, went over their match for an hour and a half. Both uh, of them were minutes. Yeah. So the promo looked like shit and their match looked choreographed. Yeah. So that's where you have to find that happy medium of what works best for you. And the way to do that is the getting reps. And you get reps in front of your coaches and in front of different people and in front of your peers. We do shows where we have a show called The Arena. The kids produce it. I don't even show up. The kids produce it. The kids write it. The kids put it out on the internet. The kids do it all. And and Goldie was forefront of that. Goldie and Brett and all those guys, Brett Waters, they're the ones I said, here's my idea. You guys do it. You run with it. And they're the ones that edit it up, put it together and put it out there. And that's getting judged by your peers. And that's what's going to happen. And it's also working with your peers and being able to lead your peers. And that's what we tried to build here, as opposed to, I think, where other places are. They're literally a machine. It's yeah. you feel you're that, you're this, you're that. And that's it. What a learning experience, though. Just handing it over and letting them, you know, fail on their own. And that's what you got to do, right? You got to make these mistakes to, to correct them, to get better at them. I love being wrong because it means I just learned something, mm -hmm. but I've been so wrong for so long that like, I'm pretty good right now at helping you. You know what I mean? Like, and, but right. it was wrong all the time, you know? So when you think you caught me because I'm wrong right now, great. Now I just learned something. Now I just became more powerful. Like you didn't catch me. <laughs> like I, you made me more powerful, bro. <laughs> like, I learned something. I'm not afraid. They won't return my emails like they haven't in, in, the, in the last three or four years about stuff. Um, but they have our wrestlers there and they see what we do. Right. But like that's that's my where I say wrestling's backwards. Put it this way. If I was in WWE or if I was in Ring of Honor for any amount of time uh, or impact and I was having these results, I'd be a, a, a king. I would be yeah. up there as like the greatest coach ever. But because I didn't do any of this, because I didn't do the fake stuff, quote unquote, the fake stuff, I'm not real. Mm -hmm. But my That's results are real, but I'm not considered real. So they won't answer your emails. There's no heat or anything like that when you see people. No, no. Like I, they... I tell our kids, like, hey, if you can get the WD, go to WWE. Hey, if you can right. get the AW, go to AW. But like, I also am not holding back my feelings about certain things. Like if I email them 
hey, is there a possibility I could come by to, to coach a little bit and see some of my students and hang out and pick up some knowledge and bring it back and you don't return my email? And then especially when you had me down in 2018, right after I got fired from Ring of Honor, within a minute, you returned my email and invited me down. And then I haven't been back down since. So it is what it is. I don't have the issue. They do. So now that becomes our issue, you know? Right. Well, the good thing is it hasn't held back your students. And it's also, I think, another cool thing that you're holding the line. You're not just bending to the will uh, just because it's some big corporation. And and I don't, again, these may not be, these may not be lessons that they're taking on right away. Maybe later on it'll kind of hit them. But I think it's fucking awesome, man. I, I think it's cool. Because that is like the dream to like, you said it, you like what you do. You love what you're doing and you're doing it in a way where nobody can tell you otherwise and you're getting results and you're not doing it in the same way. Everyone tells you it should be done. Yeah. You don't have so many people are like, it's going to hold you back. I go, hold me back from what? They're already not hiring me. Yeah. What are they going to not hire me more? And they like <laughs> money. They, so where they going to go? You know what? <laughs> I really like money, but I hate Dan Moore, so I'm not going to hire his wrestlers that are really good. That's not going to happen. No. It's not gonna happen. Like no. That or I just keep my mouth shut and be miserable. And I'm, I'm not into being miserable. Well, it seems <laughs> to be working. I mean, that's the great part is that it's working for you. And this is a really cool opportunity to get to get it out there. So dive in, dive in and you're going to love it. But I'm going to tell you now, you're going to laugh. You're going to cry. It, you're going to hit every emotion. I've cried multiple times. And like, that was another thing about doing this project. It was like therapy, man. It was so good. Like I'm about to cry now. Like it's, it was that good. And I'm being serious. It was so good for me. For, so, for good for you for what you were exposed to or the way, I, what, what do you mean by that? I can't, you'll just see the show and you'll realize everything. What I'm talking about, you're going to go, Oh, that's why he needed this show. You'll see. I'd love to see the show and I'd really like to have a follow-up at some point. Absolutely. And uh, feel free to reach out to me, dude. I give my number out to everybody. This is for everybody out there too. You have any questions or whatever about wrestling? 609-471-7904. Even questions in general uh, or you're going through shit mentally, just hit me up. Like I said, I ain't got the answers. I got time. Uh, just don't send me any gross pics, please. Please. I got to say, no one's ever done that. No one's ever just volunteer their info like well, here's why it all started uh years ago because people would always talk shit online and i said you know where my gym is and you know when we're training well now here's my cell phone so there should i should never hear any of you talking online you can just say it to my face do whatever you want to do or call me and we can talk so i shouldn't see any shit talking online so that's why it started back in like 2012 and i've been doing it ever <laughs> That's interesting. But it's also a good way to uh, combat that, right? Yep. And it's, I like, vulnerability is power to me. If I see two people going into battle and, like, one guy is wearing a suit of armor and someone's not, I'm terrified of the guy without the suit of armor who chose to go into battle without the suit of armor. The guy with the suit of armor, I'm assuming, is, you know, not the strongest of people and very weak. So I'm terrified of that guy with no armor uh, in battle. So that's the way I am. I just don't care. Here's all my stuff, you know? Rabbit showed us an eight mile, man. You throw all your laundry out there and nobody can fuck with you. Thanks again, man. I really appreciate it. I'll talk to you soon. Big thanks to Danny Cage for taking time to chat with me. I'm really appreciative. And the series looks great. Check it out. It's on Apple TV Plus. It's called Monster Factory. 
and check out the Monster Factory Pro Wrestling website. It's monsterfactory.org. And while you're at it, go to their Instagram or Facebook or Twitter and give them a follow. Why not? Do something good today. Thanks for listening. See you next time.